and welcome to the Food Coma Podcast, episode six. Uh, on each of these, we take a food topic that is uh, seemingly mundane, and we see where the conversation goes. Today, we will be discussing uh, specifically American snack food. Uh, and my guest, uh, we are very, very privileged to have Brianna Holtz, uh, the co-owner and head baker at Tandem Bakery in Portland, Maine, uh, known for the best goddamn pies you'll ever taste, as well as uh, essentially inventing a biscuit <laughs> butter sandwich. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. It's great to have you here. Thank you for having me. So the biscuit butter sandwich, mm-hmm. it's basically just a sandwich <laughs> that you put filled with butter and jelly. <laughs> I have, I'm just really excited to hear you call it a sandwich. It's a sandwich. And I wonder where that falls on the like, what is a sandwich argument that everyone in the world has? You know, like is a hot yeah. dog a sandwich? It's more of a sandwich than a hot dog. I can, <laughs> I can definitely I, I tell you that. I have to agree with you. It's more of a sandwich than a hot dog. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want the world thinking that I think I invented butter and jam on a biscuit. <laughs> But no, is, you didn't, but you perfected it somehow. <laughs> it is pretty perfect. It's actually, I mean, what do you actually, what's the name of it? It's like just the breakfast. We call it the loaded biscuit. The loaded biscuit. Yeah, right. which was kind of just a fun way to say that it's a little extra. It's a little too, too, you right. know? Because it's a delicious biscuit to begin with. And all of a sudden you're like, well, what's a loaded biscuit? Oh my God. It's like, it seems like a breakfast sandwich. Oh my God. It's filled with a lot of butter. Yeah, it's funny. People look at it and sometimes... Maybe they're visually impaired. I don't know. They wonder what's on there. They think maybe it's like a slab of ham or some right. brie cheese or yeah, something. No, no, that's just a lot no, of butter. No, it's just butter and jam. It's so good. Yeah. It's pretty so, good. yeah, I don't think it's a, you know, if, if somebody doesn't like that, I think that's a great <laughs> litmus test as far as like how they are as a human being. Like we don't need to associate with them anymore. Yeah, we don't and want to. And if your you don't like that and you're listening to this, um, turn this off and go away. <laughs> so. Snack food. I don't. I just felt this weird. I had this weird feeling that you would be into this topic. I don't know why. I love um, snacks. And you know, and from what I've heard on the street is that uh, your least favorite food in the entire world is is uh, is dips. Oh, it's my favorite. I know. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that you are yeah. just terrified of dips. <laughs> um, now, when I think of dip, I, I think of I always go back to like the, <clears throat> you know, ruffles with the Hidden Valley party dip. Mm, which yeah. is so or hell of a so fucking good. I, I don't know anything about hidden i like valley, the hell of a french onion dip yeah oh hidden valley is okay i Literally think the I ranch people. You, you you peel it open you it's pour powdered. It, it's powdered right right okay yeah, yeah yeah when i was growing up we would do the french's onion dip my dad would make that kicking my clogs off here and too. then oh yeah those, like yeah the, you think of the periwinkle uh, actually i noticed that when i came in yeah. that is a good color for you a b your big toenails are very long and luxurious. Yeah, I'm a long and luxurious guy. I'm a tall drink of water. I gotta yeah. stretch my shit out over here. You yeah, know stretch I gotta, it out. I gotta relax. Yeah. So we were talking about dip. Yeah. We're talking about hell of a good. And we're talking about Hidden Valley. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of dip. I like the sour cream based dips, like like the ones we're talking about. Yep. I really like those. But I find, honestly, that a dip truly becomes a dip when you put some more body in there and you mix the sour cream with another maybe firmer dairy like cream cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah. You absolutely. know, I'm a big fan of that. Creme fraiche. Should we try it with creme fraiche? Yeah, creme fraiche dip is really good. Mm-hmm. A little extra tang and a little extra um, class, maybe, mm-hmm. you might say. You're definitely classing it up with yeah. creme fraiche. Yeah. yeah. And actually, with this whole discussion of snack food, I thought that I, I wanted to cl- I want to clarify that I'm talking about basically those like those two aisles. The like <laughs> cookies and crackers aisle mm-hmm. and the chips and dip aisle. Yep. 
you know, and that's that's it. We're not going to the freezer section. We're not, you know, yeah, we're because not talking, we literally talk all day about We're not snacks. talking pizza bagels. We're not or, talking pizza bagels. Yeah, okay. We're not talking ice cream sandwiches and whatnot. Dove bars. We're not talking Dove bars. We're not talking Dove bars today. Yeah, we're talking like, like uh, it's cheese balls in the barrel with the lid. Yeah, I mean, it's still keeping America like plenty fat. Yeah. Like, don't worry, guys. You yep. have your ice cream too, but we're not talking about that today. Uh, so I wanted to start out by, like I said, talking about dips with you because I thought that was like, the, it's the classic American spread. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say one thing that annoys me. I see you brought your Fox family potato chips with you as oh, well. Oh, yeah. They're so good. Which are delicious. That's a yep. great local brand. Yeah. Uh, the salt and pepper specifically are the ones I can't stop eating. Yeah, they're delicious. Yeah, and the crunch thought, factor is the, really nice. They're so those. crunchy. Yeah. I thought for sure that if we were coming to talk about snacks, it'd be good if I brought at least one. So Yeah, and plus one of our sponsors is a snack, which we'll get to in a little bit. It's interesting. You know what my least favorite thing is? Is when people don't, like when they, they put out a bunch of dips and then they put out like regular tortilla chips. They tortilla just, chips are not. With salsa, yeah. Tortilla not chips dips. are not a vehicle for dip. Right? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah. If if I see, if I see like a, a buffalo chicken dip next to like a gorgonzola dip next to like a, some kind of tzatziki next to maybe like a, um like a hot sausage dip pimento cheese kind of thing if i see all those things what i want is a choice of a perfect vehicle for each and every one which i think is actually for what you just named would be celery yeah celery would work for a lot celery would kill with all four of those for sure yep maybe a radish not tostitos no not tostitos no they're good for nachos and they're good for the um the cheese dip so it's funny that cheese dip doesn't have to be refrigerated that it comes in. That always, like, as a child, well, I mean, Wait, whatever. you mean, like, the kind that you peel open, like, a cat food can? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not a cat food can. It's, like, the Tostitos brand. It's a jar. Oh, right. It's in a jar. But it's cheese. And you're like, how come this is not to be refrigerated? Once you open it, it does, though. Right. I would suggest once you open it. But, yeah, no, it, it's also the same as, like. It's like Alfredo sauce. I was just going to yeah. say, that's not a snack. But if you go over to the pasta aisle. There's the Alfredo sauce in the jar, which always creeps me out. Yeah. That's milk in a jar. Well, you wonder like what stabilizes things. I think we should just just really divert here and not talk about <laughs> snacks and talk about the science of of can of jarring foods. Yes. I think this should be the, That's our next episode. That's a, that's canning and jarring. Canning and jarring with yep. Brianna and Joe. Yeah. We can pickle that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sounds, sounds like an R-rated podcast. Was there a when you decided to sort of pursue this career path of which you are very good at was was it a snack food that kind of prompted that or was there another dessert that sort of you know was it a nostalgia thing for you like a comfort thing what was yeah, it yeah getting into baking you mean yeah yeah getting into baking it was a little bit of both really well i think i don't know it might have been a stockholm syndrome thing because i really started off my first job was in a bakery when i was really young uh and i worked for this crazy person Bart Humphreys on Martha's Vineyard. And he ran this tiny little bakery that had been there since the thirties. And he was so mean. He was the meanest guy. Really? I ever His name met. was Bart. Bart. Yeah. Bart okay. Humphreys. And this place was amazing. Donuts and crullers and hermits and cookies and bread and lemon bars and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I just did all that. And it was my first job and I was really young and everyone who worked there was a lot older. You know, they were all into like the Grateful Dead and smoking weed and like going out on their canoes on the pond, like on their day off. And I thought they were so cool. And it just was like very romantic for me. I loved it. It was like I had this big wooden table that we worked on. And 
it was also just really scary and hot and sweaty in the summer and Bart was always yelling. And so I don't, I don't know. It just got like, you know, beat into me, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest like that. That's sort of what I think attracts most, a certain generation of cooks, you know, prior to maybe the ones who started working in restaurants and like, 2010 and beyond yeah you know that's what attracted him to the business is the chaos mm -hmm. the sort of lawless town yeah you know yeah sure this guy's mean but it's also kind of cool because i know i can take it yeah like, i know i don't i know that i don't have to quit because i'm really sensitive and he's yeah, hurt my exactly. feelings like i can take what he dishes out yeah and still stay here and learn things and i'm in this hot crazy environment where people think that they're uh, that i think are cool yeah and, and i got you know, to make donuts and like fill donuts on this crazy donut filler machine and fry them. You know, I was like 14 and I was standing in front of a fryer that was like eight feet by eight feet with two little sticks, like flipping donuts, you know? Yeah. And that was really exciting and fun. And you glaze them, you put them on a stick, you dip them in the glaze, they drip. I don't know. It was it was really great. I loved it. Yeah, yeah it sounds it sounds like a perfect beginning yeah. to where you eventually are now. Yeah. Uh, you don't have two large fryers, though, at the. Bakery. I don't I don't have any fryers right now, but that's that's definitely in the works. The donuts are my are are in me, you know, yeah. and I want to break them out and share them with you. So. Right. Well, OK, <laughs> I don't want you to share them with anybody else. If I catch you sharing them with anybody else, I mean, you know, what's going to happen. We're going to talk about it later. We can't talk about it now, but I catch you sharing a donut with anybody but me. Hey, I like to share. That's kind of the right. way I do things. OK. Speaking of sharing, I think that a lot of people are. I think most people will talk about the sort of organic farming movement and, and, you know, the importance of farmers. And to me, the most important farmers in the world are the, the pepperage farmers. Oh, the, uh, yeah. the pepperage farmers bring us some of the greatest <clears throat> snack foods in existence. Mm -hmm. uh, and they really run the gamut, you know, because you've got your, well, and we can break this down. You know, you can start with your distinctive collection. Uh, with the butterfly crackers, oh. um, the wheat crackers, then the sort of crackly cracker. I don't know what what's the on. crackly cracker. It's like a nut cracker. I don't know. There's like there's the. So the you're story. talking about the one that comes. They're all together in the same. Yes. Yeah. It's, 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 they're the same. It's a distinctive collection. Yep. Of three things. Well, it's funny. I don't know if I have too much experience with that particular collection. You don't know that you're not familiar with that collection. I think I can picture it. In the cracker aisle, yeah. but even as a child. Well, if I were curating your cracker selections these days, I'd probably go straight to that. <laughs> well, even as a child, I wanted Triscuits all the time. Goldfish is what you want. <laughs> That's right. Goldfish does seem to be the only thing that parents feed their kids. How often do you play the game, how many goldfish can you fit into your mouth at one time? When I have goldfish, every time. Every time. 100%. Right? So comforting to like stuff your mouth with them because they don't cut your mouth. They because don't of the taste rounded as, texture. Yeah. They don't taste as good when you just eat one or two. Yeah. You only like get who that eats one goldfish. Yeah. You only get that flavor when there's 90 in there. You got to like really fill your mouth up with yeah. goldfish. Yeah. And then you just have that long two minute pleasurable chewing experience. Yeah. The ones on the sides get wet first. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the dry, crumbly ones near your teeth. You and know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, with I'm, you. I'm kind of a classic girl when it comes to goldfish. I like the the, the basic. The pizza cheddar. ones really always excited me. The though. pizza ones are funny. I, I will say that if I have to have a, a fake pizza snack, I'm going to go combos oh. over the goldfish for the fake pizza flavor. I like the goldfish fake pizza flavor, but the combo, if I'm not mistaken, has something creamy in the middle, right? There's actual cheese in the middle. And that yeah. always felt weird to me. It was like a gusher, but it didn't gush. Well, it gushed with handy snacks cheese. <laughs> I mean, it gushed, did plenty of gushing, but <laughs> it was just fake cheese that you could 
usually you're used to spreading with like that 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 red rectangular plastic oh, yes. knife that came with the handy snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the now, handy snacks. snacks. I mean, that was another whole thing in itself. Yeah, you scoop it out and you spread it with that little red plastic right. thing. Well, that's what's so wonderful if, if you if you're listening to this and you happen to live in Portland, Maine, where we live. Well, I live in Yarmouth now, but that's different. <laughs> Uh, it's very nice here it's Joe. so nice here very isn't it? nice yeah. I grew up here um, there's a bar called the Armory which is in the Regency Hotel mm, in Portland. it's a good date bar it's a great date bar it's also a great place to go when you're doing sketchy stuff and you want anybody to find you they have fake library books I curated the entire fake library <laughs> book wallpaper selection <laughs> like I curate cracker selections I curate things these days it's what I do now mm-hmm. um, but the best thing is the snack plate at the Armory mm. is just a assortment of like those crackers like snyder's of hanover pretzels those and, are the and best. a big thing those of that easy che- that like cheese dip yeah in the middle yep and everybody's always like oh like yeah that's funny and it's but then if you bring it to the table it's gone yeah everybody just destroys it people no matter how much they ridicule shit. it yeah they love us they love a spreadable cheese Port wine cheese. Yeah, I was is just it really cheese? Say, is there actual port, port wine? wine cheese, I don't know. Which I never understood what it was until I got older. It was my dad's favorite snack. There was always one hundred percent of the time at least one, but more than likely two or three. With one being like a year old, containers of port wine cheese in the fridge at huh. my house growing up. It's my dad's favorite. That's awesome. And when I was a kid, I was like, "What is this like orange, like kind of red?" Yeah, where are these spread? streaks? In there? It's streaky. Are these veins? It looks a little bit like like um, some kind of special effect from like a horror movie, or like has like a fetus. Look yeah, to it it's a specimen jar. Yeah. What is it? And then when you taste it, you're like, "Oh, it's tangy. Something's wrong with it." <laughs> but I get it now and I really like it. And he yeah. still eats it. I mean, like people come over for dinner, like anytime we're all at the house, Christmas, Thanksgiving, yeah. whatever it is, the port wine cheese comes out. I think port wine cheese is almost like the the white chocolate of cheese. <laughs> Where it's like, I love it unconditionally it and I'm totally fine acknowledging that cheese. it isn't real. Oh my God. It is. Yeah. Man, white chocolate is fucked up. I love white chocolate. It is weird. Especially when raspberries are in the equation. Oh, no. It were, back to 1992. I love 1992. <laughs> and I wish it was still then because Lane Staley would still be alive. <laughs> and you could have strawberries on your spinach salad. I could have. Well, no. Yeah, I could have strawberries. And then I would also have a, a low-fat balsamic vinaigrette. Poppy seed. Or poppy maybe seed I'd have poppy seeds with a low-fat raspberry vinaigrette. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rasp, b- b- raspberry for the lay person. Mm-hmm. Um, vinaigrette. Which would be delightful. Baby spinach. You know, it's greener than iceberg. That means it's healthier, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so I think, uh, and I'm not going to jump off the the Pepperidge Farmers quite yet, because uh, not only have they given us goldfish in the distinctive collection, they've also given us, they've let us travel the world via cookies. Oh, um, Lord. You know, Lord, did who I love knew about Milan before Milano's? When I was young, it was like the ultimate gift if my mother would let me bring home the mint Milanos. Yes, the mint Milanos are awesome. What is that texture of that cookie? It is know. crazy. It is it's like, like shortbread-ish. It's like isn't shortbread, it? but like, but like a snappy and light. Okay, you know, like a perfectly poached shrimp has that kind of like bounce Snap, to yeah. your teeth. Yeah. It's like that's the cookie version of that. Yeah. I can't, I could never make a cookie with that no, texture. No, you couldn't. And if you tried, you would be just so disappointed I'd, with the I'd result. be mad, I'd quit. Only only machines and chemicals can make one hundred percent that cookie mm-hmm. stabilizers. Yeah, I think yeah. It's, it's probably safe to say the Milano is the king of the 
the pepper strong cookies. I think most people like the Milano best. Well, I like Brussels. I was just gonna, God, yeah. you and I, I was just gonna say the sleeper <laughs> hit for me is the Brussels. What yeah. is that it's crazy like texture. texture? Yeah, it's like so crickly. You know crickly. what it is? Yeah. It's, a, it's a twill. It's like a twill. It is a twill. It's like a twill with chocolate. Yeah, in it. it's yeah. a twill for the masses. Yeah. And, and for, you know, and, and to please everybody, there has to be Geneva. Because oh fuck, which one's the Geneva? I don't remember. I just like the name of it. Geneva. Yeah, I can't remember that. I one. can tell you more people like Geneva than like Chessman. Chessman uh, is classic. Chessman. My favorite thing about Chessman. Do you remember um, Stuart Smalley on Saturday Night Live? Mm-hmm. These self affirmations, mm-hmm. uh, and he had the movie Stuart Saves His Family, which I actually think is one of the more underrated SNL movies because <laughs> you, you just assume it was going to be so bad. But there's this amazing sketch with Al Franken doing Stuart Smalley and and. Be, you know, because basically the movie bombed, but it was like actually critically did very well. Uh-huh. But and so he's like stress eating and he's really upset as George Smalley <laughs> and he's like eating Milano's and then he switches to Chessman and he's like, <laughs> he's like Chessman. Uh, he picks up the bag. He goes, these are called Chessman. I eat them, but you can shove them up your ass. <laughs> and that's like always stuck with me as far as the chessman is the way he says it. Like, I like to eat them, but you can shove them right up your ass because he's upset because he got, like, yeah. he, he made less money. His movie made less money than Polly Shore's movie oh, uh, apparently did. So he's just going off on people. So that's like a, a memorable, Stuart Smalley's a memorable advocate. What of, I like about that sentiment is it's kind of like saying, Here's this thing that I love. I love this thing so much. You should do with it what thou wilt. Yeah. And if that's that like is Thelema, shoving it, it. The law yes, is exactly. do as thou, was it? The <laughs> law is uh, do as thou wilt. Do or, as thou wilt, yeah. yeah. If, if you had, a, a going back to your childhood, were there any particularly strange but delicious snacking habits that you have that like other people maybe wouldn't like? Oh, man. I had a lot of weird things I like to eat. Like what? Um. Well, I didn't like mayonnaise to start off with as a kid mm-hmm. it didn't take me long it's now one of my most cherished yeah i'll be honest condiments. i didn't either because of this cool cafeteria whatever mayonnaise oh. they use was really gross yeah i don't know maybe it was just because it was white and creamy but mm-hmm. i liked ice cream and sour cream and but so i would put butter on all my sandwiches every yeah, sandwich honest. had butter on it instead yeah. of mayonnaise um what else did i do oh i was a big fan of cracking an egg into a microwave into a mug and then putting that mug in the microwave and then you, you crack an egg into the mug mm-hmm, okay. i crack an egg into a mug and then oh first i would take the mug like a cookie cutter and push it down onto a piece of american How cheese old were you? Ugh, i don't know eight nine i mean it's okay we're getting pretty involved now yeah i would push the mug down like a cookie cutter on the cheese so i had a perfect circle of american and then crack an egg into the mug and then put the put the cheese circle on top and then put it in the microwave and it would come out this perfect little round puck, like an egg McMuffin from McDonald's, wow. which I didn't have. The round egg. Yeah. Which I didn't have around me because I lived on an island. Um, what island did you live on? Martha's Vineyard. Oh, I didn't know you were from Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Oh. Yeah, born and raised. You, you invented the McMuffin before you had a McMuffin. Yeah. Safe to say. I probably that's... had one one day off island, you know, yeah. and it was just like my mind was blown. My mind's kind of blown right now. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> I did it like, every morning before school. I think my mom thought I was totally insane. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think you're a genius is what I think about you. And I always thought you were a genius, but now I think you're more of a genius than I thought you were five minutes ago. Well, um, now I run a business whose, like, number one seller is a breakfast sandwich. A butter sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I have to say that I think the food in, in – I don't know if this will get me crucified or not. I prefer the food on Nantucket to the, prefu- the food in Martha's Vineyard. I'm out. See ya. That's it. <laughs> but, I th- I, but I think Nantucket is different. I mean – I love islands, right? And I love where I'm from. I love the East Coast. I love the um, the history. I love the foodways that are a part of all of those places. And I think Nantucket is special because it's smaller. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, if you're driving around or walking around, you can see a little bit more of the history there. But yeah. at the same time, it's a tough place. I mean, everyone there is so rich. They have trouble staffing the schools. They have trouble staffing the hospital. Like, um, Same case with Martha Vineyard. Not, no, not as much, no, not, not as much. much yeah. yeah. But like, it's just, you know, it's just very, it just feels very exclusive. And that's not something that feels good to me in okay. the, in these, in these days. So but I, I do you, love it. It's beautiful. You and I can both agree. We'll just stay on Lake Owinipisaki. Yes. Yeah. That sounds um, good. Yeah. Bob. Yeah. I want to talk about one of my strange snacking habits as a child, which I tried again five years ago because I thought maybe I was crazy. So my favorite thing, obviously growing up because I'm, you know, Watching the Disney afternoon when I got home from school, which was, you know, DuckTales, uh-huh. Chippendales, Rescue Rangers. Oh, boy, did I and love that Tailspin. One. Yeah. That's a really solid lineup. So I had some snacking to do because I'm yeah. a fat kid. So I had some snacking to do during <laughs> that because this is before dinner. And I'm like, this is like a pre-dinner snack. So I thought that I invented the combination of fruit punch and lemonade, um, which is delicious. But what I would do is I'd make these little sandwiches with oyster crackers and mini marshmallows. You would make sandwiches with oyster crackers? I would take two oyster crackers and one mini marshmallow and make a little sandwich. And you realize you're saying this as you're saying this. We're sitting in this this studio, which is also your kind of like art studio where you make these like intricate, like very tiny, no, tiny. This is Abbey Road studio. There's actually a staff of 10 people. Over. Oh, what is she talking right. about? I'm There's, sorry. Are you, are you mistaken of where you are? Did you just go someplace else? <laughs> Guys, excuse me. Um, yeah, can we halt? Produ- can we halt taping for one second? Brianna needs to remember where she is. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a very large ready? studio. Okay, guys, they're yeah. ready. We can go back to taping now. Yeah, I know where I am. Okay, thank God. <laughs> but that's amazing—the tiniest little sandwich you ever saw. The tiniest little sandwich. Oh, that's. Great. It was so good. Like I thought, salty I invented the combination of sweet and salty. And you did for yourself. For myself, yeah. And it was like, and I kept doing that. I kept eating those. And then, like I said, five years ago, I was like, was I crazy? And I, I got some mini marshmallows, some oyster crackers, and I ate them together. I'm like, no, these are actually That's, delicious. Yeah, that sounds good. Man, oyster crackers would probably make a good pie crust. When, you, when it comes to this to crackers whose primary function is sort of soups, right? <laughs> well, A, there was nothing better than the Crown Pilot cracker, which was essentially- it's a soup crouton. It was like an oyster cracker that was in the shape of a saltine uh-huh. that was delicious. Nabisco's oldest cracker. I like that- they pulled it from shelves. People in Maine complained so much they got it brought back, but then it never really got pulled again. Like, but there was enough, you know, uh, complaints yeah. over it that they brought it back. So the Crown Pilot Cracker, you know, RIP. But it's funny. I can't help, as much as I love oyster crackers, like I can't help but 
be such a disciple to Ritz crackers mm. because they're just like there's this scene in True Romance where oh I know um, Clarence in the end is talking to Lee Donowitz, the film producer, and he's talking about how much sugar he puts in his coffee. And he's like, I'm honestly, Lee, I'm not happy till the spoon stands straight up. And that's how I feel about Ritz crackers in soup. Like I can literally put so many in there that it turns into a porridge and I'm not happy till the spoon it's stands. Like Ritz, Ritz cracker kanji. It's Ritz cracker kanji. And can you think of anything that would taste better than taking a, a can of Progresso Italian wedding soup and adding a whole sleeve of Ritz crackers oh to it? Oh my God. I can think of things that would taste better than that, but I'm with you. I'm with okay. you. Okay. We got some Malden sea salt too, because they use crappy salt over at Progresso. So you got to like, you know, you got to you gotta boost it. The Ritz cracker is a real achievement in like fake butter flavor and texture. Isn't it? I've never put something in my mouth that's so buttery and had probably no butter. Probably in it. no butter. Yeah. It's probably mar like margarine. It's yeah. like a sh country crock shed spread or something. <laughs> Shed spread does not sound like <laughs> something that anyone should be a part of. It sounds it's a very crock. Bad. It's from the country. It's um. It sounds the farmer's name was Shed, and it's his spread. Shed spread. <laughs> it's Shed spread. Wow. Who's 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 motorcycle? Whose chopper like, is this? It's, like it's Shed's farm, baby. It's like the who's Shed? <laughs> Shed's dead. It's like the farm version of pub cheese. It's like what you scrape up, <laughs> scrape up off the floor of the pub or the shed at the oh, end so of the it's night. It's like a mat shot yeah. on a bar when you pour all yeah. the things on a mat into a glass. And do a glass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Do people really do that or is that a legend? No, but that's an urban myth. Nobody's urban ever myth. done a match. Yeah, it's shot. not like the suicide at the movie theater where you put a little bit in every cup. Well, no. Or like that whole rumor that when you put Visine in somebody's drink, they'll shit themselves. <laughs> I think that they, I don't know, they, they was that way. I think they changed Visine because somebody figured Why that out. Why is that a rumor? Well, because it was always a whole thing where like if patrons were being unruly, the bartender's uh, trick was I he'd see. put a drop of Visine in their well, drink when they really were Well, it's really salty, and that's and what salt does. Shit themselves. The yeah. salt makes the makes oh, the shit so, move through your through your bowels. So that was a, an effective tactic, mm -hmm. and people yeah. wouldn't know. Then they had to leave the bar, yeah. um, unless they're a real asshole and they were just perfectly content <laughs> doing that and staying. Um, but yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell do we get there from? But, uh, we were okay. talking about oyster crackers. I guess and the relevant Nantucket. thing is because I was like, well, we have to, we might as well talk about saltines. Yeah. And when I was in I jail. I love them. I love them. I love them. But when I was in jail, there was this challenge we would do. Oh, boy. Uh, where they'd be like, can you eat 10 saltines without any water? And you think that sounds easy. It's not. They're dry it's as hell. It's impossible. Like you would literally get to six and you'd be like, I can't put another one in my mouth. Like I can't. Like one after another, eat them. Right. Like eat, put 10 saltines in your mouth and, and try to get them down. That's what you do when you're in. This is, that's the, tell you the kind of jail. I wasn't in Shawshank prison. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I was there for 30 days. I was just for <clears throat> silly things that I did. But everybody does. That everyone does. That everybody does. Everybody gets caught for it. I mm -hmm. got caught twice. And, yeah. <laughs> And I had to go to jail for a month, and I learned a lot. I was enriched when I left jail. I uh -huh. learned that you cannot eat ten saltines uh, by putting them in your mouth. Did you time. get? Did you get better though? I mean, could you? Could did no. you get to more than six? No, your mouth doesn't like get any more moist. Like it's just like <laughs> your mouth can do what it can do. I guess. I mean, it's, it's really could go another direction, but like it's. Uh, I, that's, I I had a dime for every time I said that. <laughs> yeah, if I had a dime, yeah. but no, yeah, you cannot eat that many. Saltines, you think it, it just sounds so simple, but then you start doing it. And you're I like, have to oh tell God. you, if you put a piece of American cheese on your saltine, well, you could eat a hundred of moisture, them in a row. Any moisture at yeah, all. Yeah. But just the saltine. Yeah. It's we a fun challenge. We have a box of saltines at the bakery in the back in the kitchen that we've been slowly working through. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we put American cheese on the breakfast sandwich there. And so there's 
a lot of American cheese around all the time. That place is lousy with American cheese. <laughs> I love and that. I, uh, I love that adjective with something yeah. lousy with something. <laughs> Me too. God, the whole bakery is lousy, lousy with, with American, American cheese. cheese. Yeah. It's my. It's one of my favorite cheeses. I have an American cheese tattoo on my finger. Well, I mean, and and American the, cheese is sort of the white chocolate of, of cheese as cheese. well. <laughs> I mean, you know, or the, the shed sprout or the Ritz cracker. Cheese. Yeah, port wine Americans cheese. Americans in town. Yeah. I mean, I feel like port wine cheese is pretty much made with American cheese. Yeah, probably port is. wine. American cheese dip. Right. Maybe that's what we should try to I mean, make. American cheese is like, is, is delicious. It is so good. Yeah. It's just perfect. But so we've got it around and I eat it. I, I mean, I eat a couple slices every day, I think. But I like the craft singles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're not singles. Um, right. It's a whole sleeve. It's an unbelievable sight to behold. It's it's yeah. like 120 slices all in one. On it? It's craft. craft. It's, yeah, good, it's craft. Good, good, That's good. the one. They invented American cheese, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. Did they? Did they invent America? I'm not sure. In my mind, American cheese is like the bastardized version of some cool like cheese sauce. That like congeals and you can eat like some sort of fancy French cheese. But well, I yeah, be because wrong. if you probably put six slices of American cheese in a pot, it would revert <laughs> to that really cool cheese sauce. You know, when we first opened the bakery, I was making homemade American cheese. What kind of asshole yeah. does that? I mean, Velveeta's American cheese, right? <laughs> uh, no, Velveeta's just Velveeta. American cheese just is American but cheese. Cubes of Velveeta, that's actually the kind of cheese it is, is Velveeta? Well, Velveeta is a brand. It's just right. Isn't it an American product. cheese technically? I guess it's kind of American like the cheese. The cubes of Velveeta, I think, are American cheese. Unclear. It is unclear. Now we're talking like, is American cheese its own thing? What's Velveeta? Is is Velveeta? Is all American cheese? Is Velveeta American cheese? Is all American cheese? Is that like it's like an SAT question? I don't know. Yeah, all American know. cheese is Velveeta, but not all Velveeta is American cheese. Is all Swiss cheese Gruyere? No. No, it's not. No, it's not. So, therefore, I feel like that's the answer to our question. <laughs> what question? <laughs> uh, is all American cheese uh, Grafton cheddar? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, it's not. All I know is that Kraft American cheese is a perfect product. And when you rip it up into tiny squares and put it on a um, saltine, not only is that a delicious snack that I eat now as a 39-year-old woman at work, mm -hmm. But I used to eat as a child when I came home from school and I would go upstairs to my room and read until my eyes were bleeding because that's all I ever did. You lived on an island. I lived on an island, yes. Yeah. Like, so like, it sounded like reading or heroin. Yeah. I'm, well, that's kind of it these days <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, but if I, wasn't, uh, if I wasn't in the woods kind of like playing some sort of like ridiculous woodsy like inappropriate game, you know, with like a million other kids. Okay. Well, I want you to actually stop there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stop there and I'm going to have you unpack that for us. Uh, inappropriate woodsy games yep, with other kids. Yep. Talk. Tell them more about what that was <laughs> you know running around getting rowdy maybe someone takes their shirt off i don't know oh okay you can keep going yep uh we'll let you off the hook with that i did eat a lot of cheese and crackers and and american cheese slices kind of like ripped into quarters and like you know sandwiched yeah between saltines was yeah. like a number one for me i don't think that a grilled cheese sandwich can get any better than with american it's got to be american cheese i mean yeah yeah, that's it. That's all you need. That and butter. I mean, there's other ways you can make it whatever, but yeah. like all you really need for a perfect grilled cheese sandwich is American cheese, butter. And, yeah. Or and mayo. Kind of, I do like mayo on the outside. You know, I'm not as much of a fan of that as mm -hmm. I thought I'd be. Uh, I like the butter. I, I prefer butter to mayo on a grilled cheese sandwich. I know mm -hmm. everybody says it's like perfect and it has to be, you know, it has to be factory bread. You know, it, it's like. To do I the disagree American with that. Thing. Really? I think. I think a crusty, delicious loaf makes a good American, I think if it's with American porous, cheese. I think I, th I don't like porous bread on my. I like it like a solid. Gotcha. Yeah. What's the bread you choose for your grilled cheese? Uh, country potato bread. 
Oh, potato bread does make a good yes, grilled cheese. Okay, so we at the bakery we make potato buns for floods across the street. Yes. Who makes a great burger. And um we just happen to make 12 extra every time we make a batch. Just so happens. Just so happens that way. Uh, which, you know, we tend to just use for um, staff sandwiches, which for me is um, my favorite thing to do is kind of like uh, invert it and butter the outsides and turn it into a grilled cheese sandwich. And it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, when I the reason that I do that or or know that that's a delicious thing is because I used to work at this awesome little place in Brooklyn called Pies and Thighs and for family yes, meal. Yeah, it's so good. It's just the best. But so we, the burger there was served on the Martin's potato bun. Yes, which is the perfect bun. Perfect bun. Even better than Palestine, they get the sesame version oh, of it. It's so, the Big Marty. It's so it's good. It's so good. Um, but so at Pies and Thighs for staff meal, someone would often take those potato buns and, and make grilled cheese sandwiches with them. And it's really lovely, comforting. I mean, potato bread is essentially like the poor man's brioche. I've said this a million mm -hmm. times, but I prefer it to brioche. Yeah, I think me a too. lot of people talk about brioche making the perfect burger, and I disagree. I think it's oh, a potato bun. I disagree. I think a brioche burger bun is a new, a new. Yeah, fab. I think brioche is for being brioche. Like brioche is delicious. Yeah, but like I'd rather have like a, a slab of toasted brioche like spread with like butter and Saint Andre cheese or something. Yes, or than jam. like on a burger. Yeah, yeah. like I don't, I don't want, want a burger. No. Like there are there are probably four different buns I take before a brioche bun. I would go mm -hmm. potato bun, onion roll. Oh yeah, I like those. I love those, especially for like roast beef, like new uh Massachusetts style roast beef sandwiches. Massachusetts roll. loves roast beef. That's Massachusetts should pretty much change its flag to a roast beef sandwich and their <laughs> state slogan should just say it's just, super beef. It's just a piece of roast beef super flapping beef. in the wind. Yeah, just that which you know <laughs> on route one. But no, one, that's the best thing Massachusetts does is I roast know. beef. On Route One, my favorite road in the whole wide world. Uh, the one next to Cappy's? Yes, the one that's it just called Bill Roast Bob's. Beef. Well, it was Bill and Bob's forever. Right, now it's, yeah, but now it's just called Roast yeah. Beef. I like that. I like Pete's and um, uh, Revere. Oh, Revere's probably Pete's got some Super good Beef, I think. Or no, no. There's Nick's Roast Beef and Revere and Revere. Also, Pete's Super Beef is over there as well. But yeah, it's, it's so good. And I feel like um, while we're speaking on the topic of, of sort of, I mean, we were talking about buns and I'm not even going to complete that thought because yeah. Potato buns, onion rolls, call it a day. Yeah. Uh, so fake cheese. Okay. I think that's one of the most important snacks in American history is the Cheez-It. Mm-hmm. Cheez-It uh, is good. The Cheez-It is wonderful. Now, I've always been confused about the difference between Cheez-Its and Cheez-Nips because Cheez-Nips are made by Nabisco. Cheez-Its are made by... Do you know what they're made by? Cheez-Its... Are I don't I don't know the Kellogg's or the, is it Sunbelt I don't I don't know like the one of those but I feel like they're the same yeah. cracker they're the same right cheese nips and cheeses are basically the same basically but they aren't I mean there has to be a difference wow I feel like we should taste them should have got a box each yeah we should have got a box each because I was gonna focus on the cheeses versus... guys hey who dropped the ball out there in the um, studio Stefan. Yeah. Stefan, yes. Can you I mean let... there's a crew of twenty of you. Not one of you could go get the cheese yeah. nips. Stefan, and the can you let Sven know uh to go to the the store um on 89th and 10th? And 89th get us and 10th cheeses. In Yarmouth. In your... <laughs> All my staff is Swedish. And um yeah, they'll oh, be right on top of that. We'll have Swedish this cheese men. here yeah. and two shakes of a lamb sales. My second <laughs> Pulp Fiction reference since we've started this. 
Uh, this is also a movie podcast. I don't know if you know. Oh my god, it's it's. It, I don't even give a shit. I like that. <laughs> I love that. I think that it's funny because I, I originally was intending to go into a debate about better cheddars versus cheeses. Ooh. Because better cheddars are like, but it's like a different animal. It's like it's cheesy, but there's like the texture of it. The cheese it. The, what the cheese it has that I find not a lot of other cheese crackers have is a very like toasty flavor. It's yeah, almost like, like there's some burnt ones yes, in there, but they're good. But they're good. Yeah. And I could have dreamed this or been really stoned or something, but did they if capitalize on that? If you're dreaming of Cheez-Its, you're probably stoned. Yeah. <laughs> did they capitalize on that? I think they like market a brand. I think they like make money on their burned shit like by packaging it and oh, calling all the burnt it. burnt ones. Yeah, they like call it extra toast. I like it that's your documentary. There's Jiro Dreams of Sushi and then there's Brianna Dreams, <laughs> dreams of, of Cheez-Its. Cheez <laughs> it's not far from the truth. It's still it's delightful. I am um, not. I mean, whatever. I feel like I keep talking about the bakery, but it's I you, love it, and I'm there all the time. Yeah. Um. But we make a cheddar biscuit, and when it's made right, when it's really perfect, the whole kitchen smells like a cheese. It and it comes out the oven, oh, yeah. and it's just it's got it's crazy. The cheddar cheese caramelizes on the edges. It smells and tastes like a fucking cheese. It. Yeah. And that is the goal. And it's and, funny because it almost has like the fricos. Yes, kind of it gets a little frico on the yeah. on the edge. Yeah, that's why I like to leave a few chunks in there. Yeah, man, that cheese it toasty cheese flavor, Oof. and that's why um, French onion soup is so good. The burned cheese on the outside, right? The bubbly part yeah. is the is the, the chewy the best. Part. Even with like yeah. brownies and stuff, like yeah. you want like the charred not charred, but you know what I'm saying like the you want that crispy crunchy bit. chewy edge. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, and can then, we talk about the real bell of the ball? The cheese puff. I have here cheese puffs and Cheetos versus okay. Cheetos. Okay. So Cheetos are cheese cudgels. <laughs> Wait, and is that like a scientific a term? A cudgel? No, it's like something that druids would carry, I think. <laughs> and they would they would maim people with Oh, their I can cudgel. picture it. I can yeah. picture it. So it's like a walking stick with a dual purpose. Right. And a Cheeto is essentially a, a, a cudgel uh, mm -hmm. in, in shape. And it's the same cheese that's on the cheese ball or the cheese puff. Yeah, the cheese puff. Yeah. I prefer a puff. Okay. To a to a Cheeto. They don't get stuck in your teeth the same way cheese Cheetos do. The texture of a puff, right? So we're talking like Jacks or or um, cheese doodles or my personal favorite, the Uts cheese balls. Uts. The, they're best because they come in bigger portions than most snack foods. It's yeah, only you can get like they, an oil oh drum. Oh my fucking god, you are so right. Yeah. They come in a goddamn oil drum. Yeah. Oh god, because I love they know them. you can't get enough. Yeah. I mean, they're good, they're, and they're, and I feel like they're they're less dense than. Than Cheetos. Yep. Um, I will. They're I, extruded. You know, it's like a, a funny like corn process. Well, tell me about that. Well, it was invented, in fact, by mistake, sort of by like penicillin. Like a, oh, right, exactly like penicillin. They're medicine. Yeah. They're medicine. Okay. Yeah. No, in the Midwest, it was like a feed, like an animal feed factory, mm. um, like using wet like corn slop to kind of clean out these machines Love that they were that corn slop. I know. Me too that they were um they were using the machines to extrude like horse feed and cow feed <laughs> and they would they would use this wet corn slop to kind of like shove through the extruder and somebody you know some genius at the factory was like oh shit that this makes a good snack and then they started marketing them like putting like flavor on them and marketing them i'm telling you the truth <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm looking at you like I'm completely fascinated with this new it's, yeah, revelation. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, I forget what they were called. I forget somebody. I think maybe it was like, I don't know, like Montana or Wisconsin or something. I forget who did it first. Oh, my God. It must have been Wisconsin. Because yeah. then they put cheese on it. 
you know? Next thing you're going to tell me that sun chips were invented by people from the sun. And they I'm were mind blown. <laughs> French onion sun chips. <laughs> oh, yeah. French onion sun chips. You know what they pair well with? If I was a, if I was a Snapple sommelier, I would say the peach Snapple uh, <laughs> is a perfect pairing with the French is onion Snapple sun chips. still a thing? Do people still <laughs> I don't know. buy it? I mean, it's only it? made from the best stuff on earth. <laughs> But I have no idea if it's still a real thing or not. I feel like I haven't seen one in a long time. I, have, I haven't jammed down a Snapple in, uh, in, in, in quite some time. There's a lot of, a lot of things I want to cover. I mean, I, I'd love to, to talk about how the sort of um, caste system and, and government and, and, the way, and the issues of living um, in the, as a Keebler elf um, within the tree. I feel like that there's, there's you know intrigue and it's like mm-hmm. it's a it's a cesspool of political intrigue um yeah, you don't know what goes on behind closed um yeah you branches. think it's all about el fudge and dancing with with in the tree but no the, the keebler elves you gotta want you to keep your eye out for those guys <laughs> they might be doing something right i feel like Maybe they're also could... involved for making that white claw stuff that everybody drinks now i feel like that's the keebler oh. elves got into the, the hard seltzer business um, I don't trust that stuff. I don't like those kind of trends and fads. I have never had the White Claw, but I will the own... The other one with the merm. I will merm. own the the other one. Um, it's like another truly, nautical truly. term, right? Okay. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, no. I drink the Trulies sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I just, I like alcohol. Yeah, me too. I like I have the flavor a very of alcohol. big glass of wine spritzer You too. You're, you're having a... Uh, Brianna is enjoying a... Um, Austrian Gruner Veltliner, but in spritzer form yeah. out of a uh, Imperial Samuel Adams pint glass, which I think is. Um, and actually, we're going to talk about our sponsor when we talk about your ice, but we'll get to that. Um, we'll get right yeah, the there. The ice is nice in this drink. The ice is delightful in that drink. Now, the question is, I want to ask you, is a Fig Newton cake or is it a cookie? I mean, oh, that's the, my God. Like, what do you think? Oh, God, I love a Fig Newton so much. Okay, I like I, the Apple Newtons personally. Oh no, not me. I'm a classic Fig Newton. Classic Fig Newton girl. I don't know. Is it cake? Yeah, you know what it is? It's cake. It's like strudel. It's basically like toaster strudel. No, like like classic old classic. fashioned strudel. Like the one in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, although okay. I guess it's made. It's more kind of like graham flour or something. It's not really like thin rolled out pastry, you know, by like a, a nana, like on a table. Right, but. The shape of it, it just reminds me of something very German um, yes. or very Austrian. Uh, and the texture is unbelievable. It's interesting. It almost has a little bit of a, it's almost like a little tacky, the, yeah. the fig filling, but in a pleasant way. Oh, I love a fig Newton. And also, <clears throat> I wish they would make them in bigger packages. I'm just going to say, I don't know how not to eat the whole package of fig Newtons. Who like has a fig Newton now and saves some for later? That's like being it. like, there's I got like, a gram of coke like and I'm just going to have one of these now <laughs> and I'll come back to this in a half an hour. No. No. Or a pint of, you know, ice cream. I don't. That's a single serving. That's right. Yeah. yeah nobody's like, I'll have half this pint. And I that pretend will be plenty. I put half of it away. Do you actually put it in a bowl? Like you don't bother just eating it right out no, of the... No, I eat it out of the container yeah, and then yeah. I put it back in the freezer and then like 20 minutes later I finish it. You're back on it. Yeah. But you're like... It's but that's because with... I'm a pleasure you're delayer. Like, I, and I, I like I to spread wait. it out into two meals now. Yeah. So it's fine. No, listen, we're all hedonists here. Non-hedonists are not invited on Not invited show. to this party. Yeah, no. Fig Newton is really good. You know, I was... I play baseball every Sunday and I know because I played with you a couple times back when I was uh, on the wagon playing. for nine months and I could do <laughs> things like that without feeling like I was going to die. 
Well, listen, I'm just, <laughs> I just want you to know that we welcome you back to baseball. We play on Sundays at noon. Okay. No, I and, know. I, I love it. It's great. Yeah. Like, and um, this past Sunday, uh, Steve, our commissioner, um, found like a probably like a year old package of Fig Newtons in, in the oh. bat bag. And we ate them. And they <laughs> were they really were, good. Yeah, much like Twinkies, they would survive the apocalypse. Oh, 100%. But they taste much better than Twinkies do. They're basically hardtack, but sweet. They are, and you'll, you'll get less scurvy because less of the fruit. Less scurvy. Um, yeah. Less scurvy than if you just existed on Twinkies. Yeah. I'm just not a Twinkie. I mean, I, I liked it. I got it back in the day when I was I like, like a Twinkie. 10 or 5 The or cake part is too dry. It is. It's, it's like it literally dry. is like eating a sponge. Yeah. It's also, not, I heard a rumor there's no heat involved in the making of a Twinkie. And that's that's weird. Which creeps me the that's fuck out. That's definitely creepy. Yeah. Now, I think that when you when you get into it, Hostess versus Little Debbie. Oh. I think uh, Hostess to me growing up always had more of a junk food quality to it. I think the reason was is because you get them. They usually would be more grouped with like the candy bar section. Mm-hmm. Whereas Little Debbie was sold in like boxes of ten mm-hmm. in the cookie section yeah. you know i vote little debbie i think really i'll go oatmeal cream pie mm. or nutty buddy they're but so like, good i hated those like christmas tree cakes i feel like my mom would always put those in my school lunch and i'd be like Wait, this christmas is like a tree dessert cake? that's like taunting me it was shaped like a christmas tree it was white and it was would like a chocolate cake put them in your lunch year round well i got all kind of, i got you know i was a spoiled kid i got all kinds of stuff. You got whatever you wanted, didn't you? Didn't you? Can you tell? Oh my god! Can you tell? Look I got whatever you. I wanted. And uh, mommy, I want. I want a Christmas yeah, cake. Yeah, and I wanted to be like, maybe can we go get some Hostess cakes instead? Because I want. What we used to like was the um, what was it called? It was. It's actually discontinued now. Choco Bliss. Oh, I don't that remember that one. That was a Hostess cake that was like essentially a Hostess cupcake. Hostess cupcake, uh, covered. It had a chocolate frosting, and it was filled with chocolate. So different than the classic swirly tops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were like longer bars. Of, ah, yeah, But yeah. they were cake. Yep. But, but they had like basically three levels of chocolate yeah. in them. And they were absolutely delicious. That and they don't make good. them anymore. That was a, a very 80s thing. Oh, man. Um, okay, the Snowball, that's Hostess, right? Snowball's Hostess. Yeah, yep. which is, a, it's almost like, I don't like Peeps, but I could eat a Snowball. I like, I like the Snowball. I do. I like it. You know how... Um, those like mochi ice cream balls have that weird like dual yes. texture, That's dual sort of density kind of thing. But it's also creamy. Yeah, and there's like a like a gelatinous, flexible layer. Like there's some kind of flour on the outside of them, but it's not flour. Yeah, I no. think that the snowball does does that a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. I like a snowball for um, certain instances of cake decorating. I feel like a snowball would be a fun thing to recreate from scratch. And I don't say that a lot about snack foods, but yeah. I think that like snowball would be something you could definitely do better than Hostess did. Just Marshmallow, like pie. I mean, coconut. like those pies. Yeah. Like back in the day, they seemed delicious, but now you're like, this crust is disgusting. Oh, yeah. No, those things are bad. Like a cherry pie or like yeah. the Boston cream pie. Like, yeah. Those are really good. And it's just corn syrup in the middle. Right. It's not even real yeah, anything. There's, yeah. There's yeah no fruit those in are there. disgusting. Yeah. Um, and we'll see oatmeal cream pies. I think you the could also do a better version pie. of now. I guess you could, but. I, but they're you, so good. That texture is like. Yeah. And that weird. Um, they leave a little bit of a film in your mouth. Yeah. But it's like a happy film. The we- <laughs> yeah, it's a film that makes you feel good. It does. Yeah, it's feel good. Because it reminds good you film. you just had no meal cream pie for a little while. They did get smaller. I'm not gonna <clears throat> not they- gonna lie. They seem a lot smaller to me. Well, you know what? I'm gonna make pretend you didn't say that because I'm trying to keep my blood pressure down today. <laughs> and I'm gonna move on to something completely different, like <laughs> smart food. 
Oh uh, no, smart food. Smart food is 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 delicious. And what's even better than smart food is I found out one time when I was really stoned, uh, is smart food kettle corn. Um Oh, they make a kettle corn now? Oh, they sure do. And it's got that like kind of like glaze on it, like the yeah. Like it's got the, it's basically it's like remember like the, the the popcorn rabbits at Easter the popcorn balls yes like yeah. I don't know caramel what that popcorn. texture it's caramel it's caramel, caramel popcorn. Yeah. right and that's what the popcorn that's what the smart food kettle corn is mm. it's a it's a huge bag of things that are that texture wow and I literally was stoned the first time I ate, and I ate I was with my cousin we were on his like pontoon boat. And I remember he like looked oh away God. and looked back. You were back. eating kettle corn on a pontoon boat? I guess I was. It was on Sebago. <laughs> I don't know if it was a pontoon. It was like a houseboat. It was weird. Like MacGyver. I don't really remember. That sounds funny. I've uh, always wanted a houseboat. I was eating it. And he like looked back a half an hour later and I'd finished the whole bag. And I didn't remember eating. I think I was I like blacked out because it was so delicious. He's like, you just finished that? I was like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I did. God, that was good. What was that? <laughs> so didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know what it was. I started eating. I'm like, I was like Chris Farley and the Gab Girls. I'm like, these are good. Like, man, this. I yeah, I like a popcorn snack. Yeah, popcorn balls are friggin' delicious. Yeah, the buttery ones I usually tend to go for too. I know that's not that exciting. Buttery popcorn. Yeah, like, like movie popcorn. Yeah, yeah, it's well, delicious. But I mean, like you know, the popcorn in the bags at the grocery store now. Like, there's a lot that are there's the cheese yeah. ones. Skinny there's pop. The ca- there's the I always call ones. I always call that skin pop for fun. Skin pop. That sounds gross. <laughs> it does. That's really why gross. I like to call it that. <laughs> but there's another brand I can't remember what it is, but it's in a big red bag, and they make uh, a buttery flavored one, and it might even have like a movie theater, a movie like. Some sort of art on Some the bag sort of that <laughs> movie tape references on there. Yes, yeah. exactly, like a film yeah. roll or something. Right. That one's really good. Um, and I know everyone here in Maine really likes the little lads too. They do. Yeah. I'm uh come see, come saw on the little lads. <laughs> I, I, I think it's I like, mean, I'm not gonna kick it out of bed for eating crackers. No, but, but at the same time, if I had the choice of smart food. I'm going to go with that smart food. Man, smart food is a weird thing for me. It just, it's very 90s. It reminds me of my mom. Yeah. I mean, I think you figured out by now that like the 90s to me is like, yeah, not an insult. No, like no, a, no, no. It's the not an insult compliment. at all. Yeah. But sometimes it's like the things that have stuck around, you know? It's okay that things don't change since the 90s. And one of the, like, if they ever changed the recipe for wheat thins, I'd have a, I'd probably have a meltdown. Yeah, those things are good. Wheat thins are delicious. And they're yeah. another one that are fun to really stack in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really get a, a big mouthful of How many of those, of those guys. can you eat? Yeah. Well, you know what's not fun to do that with uh, is Triscuits. Triscuits uh, hurt. Triscuits are a polarizing cracker. They're the BDSM cracker. <laughs> They're the BDSM yeah. of crackers. They're a little painful. A little pleasure, a little pain. Like people yeah. like, usually people have a very strong opinion of Triscuits. I, I think. do love them a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I guess I'm, I don't have a strong opinion. I'm sort of in the middle. I'm like, I don't love them. I but do. at the same time, like, sure, I'll have a Triscuit cracker, I guess. I hate all the weird flavors that they have now. We don't, to, But that's going into an area, you know, <laughs> we're not talking about flavored Triscuits. <laughs> that's varsity level This isn't podcast. one of those kind we're of doing, podcasts. We don't talk about flavored Triscuits. <laughs> I'd rather talk about Nilla Wafers. If, oh, if we're going to talk about flavored things that are delicious. And now, now tell me about your favorite cul- culinary application. For vanilla wafer? wafers. Oh. Well, I'd have to say it's not very original. Everyone does it, but the crust, a crust, a pie crust. What kind of pie? A custard pie of some sort, yeah. you know, an ice box pie. Maybe if you did that brown butter pie, you do. 
Oh, so that brown butter pie. And you did good. some vanilla wafers with that. That'd be but something. Really, else. like a banana or like a banana. I think banana is the most or traditional. Like a, or like a, a butterscotch or something like that. Or like a pudding, like a chocolate pudding. But a pretty classic. I also like them um, streusel, streuselified, you know, like ground up real fine and made cinnamon? into like, maybe not cinnamon, but like um, butter and sugar and whatever else in there to make a, a crunchy little streusel you could sprinkle on mm. top of something. That'd be fine to sprinkle yeah. on anything, I think. Yeah. They're a pretty perfect cracker. I mean, what is, well, they're, they're not a cracker. They're a cookie. They're a cookie. Um, yeah. Like what? Well, they're a wafer. You know what they fucking are? They're a wafer. Yeah, they are. They're I think a wafer. Right. You know what kind of wafer they are? Vanilla. I'll give you three guesses. Okay, you got it right. Vanilla wafer. I just think a wafer is almost its own thing. There's a cracker, a cookie, and a wafer. Yeah, like the famous chocolate wafers. <gasps> when you make that log talk cake. About, talk about things that are gone now. Do you know they don't make them? You know how I know that? Is I got the last package of them at Bow Street Market. Um, <sighs> back, it was... Uh, this past year, probably, right? It was. I was making, I was making a... Like a grasshopper pie, like a yeah. retro pie. Yep. But really, those are better for making that like whipped cream dessert. We like they are make so them into good a log and in they become the icebox, the cake. icebox cake. Yeah. yeah. But they and are... I noticed I went to five stores yeah. and they were all out of them. Now, how does a, a product like famous chocolate wafers get discontinued? Well, let me tell you something about this because I make a chocolate cookie crust and that is the number one cookie for it. I can't, it, you can't, it's not as good with an Oreo cookie. It's not as good with a Hydrox cookie. It's just not as good. I don't even like using Hydrox and Oreo in the same sentence. <laughs> the famous chocolate wafer is just the epitome of like a crisp, bitter, not too sweet, super cocoa flavored wafer. I don't know why they stopped making them, but I made so many goddamn phone calls when I, when I started to have trouble finding yeah. them. You were like with the pilot cracker. I was here. like. Yeah. I was like the the nerdy like computer guy in like a like a hacker film like all star ensemble. You know, I'm like sitting there with like a headset in the van outside the place. I'm like interneting. I'm like in the dark net. I was mm -hmm. like, where can I find these? And you were on the dark net. Yeah. And I found. Well, I guess Facebook isn't really that dark, but I did find multiple <laughs> Facebook, now, multiple Facebook groups dedicated to trying to get the famous chocolate wafer back yeah. into production. Let's take a break for our sponsors. Hey, have you ever wondered how I managed to stay so healthy looking, uh, heart smart and on the go uh, with such glowing skin all the time, given my uh, life choices, uh, it's because of Termaline Spring Water. Uh, which is my favorite. I basically, uh, I live off of it. I always, if you see on the hallway before you came into the big studio here, those 20 cases out there. <laughs> um, I literally, I make my coffee with it. I make my ice cubes with it, which Brianna's enjoying in her spritzer. And I was Excellent. saying like, yeah, right. You don't want ice cubes that are going to slowly ruin your drink as they melt. Uh, do you know the story with this water? No. So the deal with this is, it's from Harrison, Maine. Uh, and it is completely, it comes com from, the, from the spring. It is not treated at all. It goes straight from the spring into the bottle. And I've been to the spring. It's like in this special little like brick building. You go in there's like this metal case and you open it up and you look in and it's like, you flash a flashlight in there. And you can see like sand on the bottom that's like filtering the water through and they oh. put a ladle in and they actually serve you a glass that's like they made of tourmaline. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Um, that sounds very witchy, I like it. It's very witchy and I'm, you know, I'm a witchy guy. And, uh, but yeah, it's just basically it's like the purest water you can drink. There is nothing done to this, and it's also completely fine with like you know the health department and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, Terminalized spring water is my favorite. 
And it's funny, even people that would never ever think of discerning between waters agree with me. So, and they have uh, three companies actually under one umbrella. The second is the Amethyst Elixir Company. It's a CBD drop, uh, which you'll see on the table right there. You're more than welcome to try. Uh, it oh, makes I'm any gonna. drink you put it into taste like delicious marijuana water, or you can just dab <laughs> it right on your tongue. Uh, it is completely water soluble, so it hits your bloodstream a lot faster. Um, but just made with the best quality. Oh my, you're putting it in your spritzer. Oh wow, yeah, that's this is awesome. A CBD spritzer. A CBD. This is actually the best thing. So, yeah. Amethyst Elixir Co. Very potent, very pure CBD oil. Uh, and lastly, we have uh, Living Nuts. Uh, the S in nuts is A Z, uh, as I like to clarify. <laughs> but the beauty of these things is these nuts. These nuts. The beauty of the beauty nuts. of these nuts is that they are not roasted. They are actually over a two day process. They're sprouted. Mm -hmm. uh, so they really retain a lot of the nutritional value. And actually, we're going to try the bodacious banana bread walnuts right now. They have a bunch of different flavors. Banana also, bread walnuts? And they also do regular plain flavored nuts, too. But Whoa. yeah, so you can try them. You, you can get a feel for uh, the texture of them, which I actually. A walnut is definitely one of the queen, the, the queen, one of the queens in the nut world. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's very versatile. And now these are and these are banana bread walnuts. It's like a piece of banana bread. And yeah. a walnut. It's not like a cheap flavor. Mm -mm. Oh, it's actually very, very good. Those are delicious. I, uh, <laughs> I they, he, my friend who does, who was one of the co-owners of Turmoil Spring, he had brought me a bunch of samples of, of the Living Nuts uh, one time, just randomly out of the blue. And I'm not, I don't really keep a lot of snacks yeah. around anymore. And I tore them up. Yeah, but I nuts are the one best bag snack and I was like, this is you. so good. Yeah, those are nuts, delicious. Yeah, nuts is the snack you should be shoveling in there, you know? Yes. Yeah. So yes, so Living Nuts. They're also nuts, called Living Nuts, which is which, a pretty epic name, let's know? be honest. Also, so another thing that I normally um, am completely uh, averse to uh, is any kind of like food tour. Um, I've never really done one. I've just sound, sounded really bad to me. Uh, and then a friend got me to join them on the uh, main Food for Thought tours. Yeah. Yeah, have you heard of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. they're great. They're actually, they're like, they, they focus on sort of the practice of like sustainable food, but that's, you know, and there's a lot of information that's given. It's a very informational thing, but really at the end of the day, they go to good restaurants and you eat really good food. And it's, you know, in the middle of the day, you know, right now they're doing the Toast of Maine tour, mm -hmm. uh, which is at five of the, at three of the five stops is actually cocktails as well as food. They go to a union restaurant, the Press Hotel, Solo Italiano, Luke's Lobster, Street and & Company, and Evo, mm -hmm. Kitchen and & Bar. Uh, so they go to like some really legit places mm -hmm. and it's really fun. Like I'm a total curmudgeon and I'm jaded and I wanted to not <laughs> mm -hmm. like this tour and I really liked it a lot. Well, what's cool about um, the Food for Thought tour is it's just a bigger, broader picture. You're not just going in and eating the food. I feel like you're really learning about yeah. who these people are that run the restaurants, how they're related to the rest of the city, um, you know, how the restaurant works, like what the employees are doing, like where the food comes from. It's just kind of a holistic view of of what it means to go to a restaurant and eat there. And I think that's, you know, something that is, is exciting for people to know. Yeah, Main Food for Thought is not a novelty gift shop yeah. food store. Nope. You know, it's not like, oh, let's go to 
hey, you guys foodies, great. <laughs> like, no, actually, and the people that I met, I expect to hate most people that I meet, and they actually even like the other people on the tour. So, uh, and if you go to their website, which is mainfoodforthought.com, and use promo code FOODCOMA, that's F-O-O-D-C-O-M-A, uh, you can get a 10% discount on tickets uh, for their upcoming tours. So, I would steal. recommend that you do that. And then lastly, um, because Brianna is in this episode uh, and a friend of mine is sort of the distributor in Maine for this company, I thought it was it was good to work with uh, Sunita Clogs. Yes. Which is a really interesting topic for me because, I mean, I worked in restaurants for a very long time in front of the house. Um, I used to always think the only clog was Dansko, which I wore for like three years. It always fall apart. And then I just pretty much started wearing like wingtip dress shoes because I'm an asshole. Uh, <laughs> and I liked the fact that my feet looked like hooks at the end of the day and they felt like they were bleeding. Um, and so, but that's me. <laughs> but that's because I you're didn't know that's about- that's not the way it's supposed to be? That's not the way you're supposed to feel at the end of the day. And it actually makes you very extra grumpy at the end of the day. But, <laughs> so Sunita is actually a clog. So they initially made Dansko's clogs and then the mm -hmm. company separated. Uh, so they're the original Danish clog. Uh, very well made. And actually, you know what, Brianna, I'm going to have you tell us about it because you actually have more experience with them than I do. I think they're great. I think they're a comfortable clog. They're sassy looking, just like all the other clogs out they there that you like. They have some sassy looking, especially yep. the lady styles. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan. Everybody knows that clogs are the coolest. They make you look good. If you're already hot, they make you hotter. Make you taller. Make you taller. They give you this kind of like clumpy, like like real like determined feeling and they're good for your feet and good for your back i don't think i could have stated that any better they are great <laughs> for your back and actually it's funny i wear mine i have the um sort of the oil texture but i go with the uh you just call it dove gray yeah yours are very cool they look they really match good on my you. fingernail polish or my my toenail polish really well yeah it's a nice combo yeah the, the gray the and the periwinkle blue. and the, the gray yeah yeah um <laughs> and if you want to experience your own pair of uh sanitas uh, you can also go on their website, which is Sanita, S-A-N-I-T-A dot com, uh, and enter the promo code FOODCOMA, F-O-O-D-C-O-M-A, and you get a 25% discount off hey your purchase. Yo. And that is valid right through Halloween of 2019. Ooh, I just got excited for Halloween. No, I'm excited. The only thing that's not exciting about Halloween is that's when the promotion ends, so get on it. And we are back now, uh, episode six of the Food Coma podcast. We are here with Brianna Holtz, who's the co-owner and head baker at Tandem Bakery in Portland, Maine. We are <laughs> discussing American snack food, mm -hmm. uh, specifically from those two aisles in the grocery store. Uh, we've really gone to some other places today. <laughs> we've gone to some other aisles. We sure have. We sure have gone to some other aisles yep. of life uh, today, but that's where we're coming back into. And I think a recurring theme that we've been sort of coming across is sort of the fake flavors. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chicken and a biscuit. <laughs> I have never had that. It's so I, weird. I can't believe it's still on the shelf every right. and time. And yet the famous chocolate wafers are not. Yes. The famous chocolate wafers are gone and chicken. Wait, wait hold on a minute. Let me get this straight. It's, Is it called chicken, chicken in a biscuit? It's chicken. I think it's I think it's chicken like I-N chicken It is in a with biscuit. maybe an apostrophe. B-I-S-K-I-T I think yeah. it is. Yeah, I don't think it's like spelled like a real oh, thing. Oh, I think the... When people misspell things on purpose, especially substituting a K for a C, it just irks me. Yeah, unless you're the band Corn. Even if fine. you're the band Corn. I think Corn was allowed to do it. <laughs> because what if they called themselves Corn with a C? That'd be really bizarre. <laughs> but they still got that backwards R to give them some sass, you know? It could be sassy, but I feel like if they called themselves, if they named themselves after actual Corn, that would be. 
Actual corn is a magical, a magical product. And it's a magically mass-produced product right here in the United States of America. It is. It's really like the and number corn one. corn is not a vegetable. Most people like to call it their vegetable on the plate. Yeah. And really, it's just another yellow grain that goes with your white and tan food mm -hmm. that you generally call a balanced meal. Man, I mean, corn is hard. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing grown here by people who lived here before we ever were here and uh, used for food, used for ritual, and it's really like a a really amazing thing. And they're really interesting varieties of corn. Really beautiful corn. varieties yeah. of corn. Especially in, in Peru, they have, I mean, I don't know how many. Oh, there's... yeah, they got that big fat corn. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want to call it corn gigante. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but yeah. But yeah, I, it's funny. All the, almost all the snacks we've been talking about are made with corn or yeah. corn product, and it it is it is sometimes troublesome. I mean, you don't want to buy into that. I think corn is is maybe could maybe be the downfall of our yeah. society. I mean, it's not just snacks that it makes, right? It makes every it makes ethanol, it makes plastic, it makes yeah. high fructose corn syrup. It uh, makes Jonathan Davis was a really cool mic stand that was designed <laughs> by HR Geiger, uh, which I really like. Um oh man. You know. Yeah, we, we could talk is, well, I could talk about yeah, we could corn, talk about corn all, day, all day. We could talk about corn all day long. But we're just going to talk about snacks. <laughs> we're going to go back to <laughs> snacks though. Um now, there are certain, there's like this class to me of like, they're like chips or crackers. I think they're chips, but there's like a, a textural thing that sets them aside. It's like a classification mm -hmm. that I created and, mm -hmm. and it involves essentially uh, four products. Pringles, oh. Bugles, yep. Funyuns, yep. and Munchos. Munchos. Holy shit. When I was a kid, I loved Munchos so much. And I have this very vivid memory of my mom, like trying not to let me get them because let's be honest it's just oil it's like solid oil it's a <laughs> yeah, chip made of oil it's a no that that's what I don't it is think it's solidified product oil it's just oil in the shape of it's a like chip. crisco chips yes it's a something. crisco chip yeah and she didn't want me to have them but i have this very vivid memory of her but that's how these snack foods should be they should yeah. be like forbidden things that are a treat. right exactly they shouldn't be an entitlement they shouldn't be something that you eat on a daily basis no they should be a a nice treat they're they a taste nice delicious. treat is what they are. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom, she really liked a muncho. She hammered oh. that bag with me when we got it. Really? Oh, yeah. That's smart that's packaging, a, too. It's a very particular style of chip. You're right. It's got that kind of like uh, feathery like the light texture. Too. The Pringles have it, too. Yeah. And I guess that, 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 that Funyuns and Bugles are almost more of their own category together. I like a Bugle. I like them, too. I like yep. a Bugle in the same way that I like, like Fritos. Yep. You know, like, yeah. I don't really want to eat a whole bag of Fritos. I do. Um, I want to. You do? Yep. I like them if they're in chili. Well, I like the scoops the best. The regular the, Fritos are yeah. too thin and flimsy. They have that kind of, like, highlight texture to them. Like, yeah. they're a highlight implement. <laughs> they're good for dipping, which, if they we are. brought it back to the beginning of the podcast, is my favorite well, thing. Well, it's funny. I was going to say munchos would be delightful, like a roasted red pepper dip. A roasted red pepper dip. Munchos and a ro and a nice roasted red pepper dip. You'd have to take dip. four munchos, though, and stack them. Because if you did one, they are very fall thin. Apart. Yeah. yeah, you have to stack them up. <laughs> I always think that the gossamer the, wing of chips. They are the, <laughs> you know, I was at the onion um, back in the day, had a really funny uh, headline where it was like Funyuns still outselling responsibility yuns. <laughs> 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 you 
Which, you know, that just defines the American people. Is there an actual onion inside the Funyun? Is it an onion or is it just onion No, it's like, is there onion and French onion? What's a French onion also? Is that a shallot? I don't know. Or is Gordon Ramsay saying shallot? Is it a shallot? I think a French onion is a shallot. Okay. Yes, but I don't actually know. I don't either. Are there callers? Can we have a caller? Caller, call in. Caller, please. Caller, please. Could you get the um could you activate um phone line number 452 and 459 in the air studio? Thank you. All the other ones are busy. Yeah, we're busy. We're yeah. just taking calls. Taking people are upset about people calls. are upset about a lot of the things we've been discussing so far. Yeah. So we're, what we're trying to do is get the famous chocolate wafer back in production. <laughs> and I think most of the callers are really calling in about that. And uh, you know, they aren't they aren't like being like, you know what? You know what house I wish I grew up in more than anything else? I wish I grew up in the toll house. Oh, uh, the toll house. That was a that was a classification of cookies because they were like almost more than a fig newton. Like, are these cookies or cake? Because they're like the texture was very cakey. Well, they have the crunchy one and the soft one. I guess I always had the soft ones. Yeah, the soft ones are good. Uh the crunchy ones are also good. I wow. I think crunchy ones are even more chips ahoy than toll house. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, th- so the Toll House is an actual place. It's in Brockton well, or I Whitman. I hoped it was. Is yeah. it Brockton? Yeah. So, oh, it's, so it's right like a near... Toll Crack House. No, it was like a fancy restaurant. Okay. It was right near where my dad grew up. And so when like I was... Like a Parker House. Oh my God, like the rolls? <laughs> yeah, Can like we talk about Parker Ru- House rolls Rudy now? Rolls oh my God. Well, we'll get you, I'm going to let you finish your thought on the Toll House. Oh, though. so the Toll House <laughs> was an actual restaurant in Brockton or Whitman. Now I can't remember. Uh, but so when I was young and my parents and I would go back um, to visit my grandmother and my aunt, who still lived in the house that my dad grew up, and um, we would always drive by the toll house, which, of course, you know, had a big sign that said, like, we're famous for the home of the cookie. Yes, home of the cookie. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I when I was a little older and I was excited about making cookies, I read about the, the woman who kind of like invented the Toll House chocolate chip cookie. And I, I definitely cannot remember her name right now, sadly. But yeah, she invented Alice Waters. The, her name is not Alice Waters. Okay. Nope. Are you sure? <laughs> Lydia Shire. 100% sure. Well, Barbara Lynch. Not Barbara Lynch. No. Hmm. No. I don't know who I'm not sure who it is. Then. Well, she was she was just this lady that um got paid like a dollar. They paid her like a dollar for the for the recipe and then they printed it on every bag of 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 Nestle Toll House chocolate chips. Yeah. Um, you know, in perpetuity. And she got like a dollar. That's really interesting actually. I yeah. forget about that. Yeah. Huh. Um and actually it's been a while since I made that recipe on the back of the of the Toll House. What are your all-time top five back-of-the-box recipes that like are still Ooh. better than what you would go with? Oh, wow. Back-of-the-box recipes. That's my. This is my transitioning into Rob Gordon from High Fidelity. <laughs> all-time top five back-of-the-box recipes. <laughs> Give it to me. I have to say, that one's pretty good because if you make it as is, I find it to be kind of boring. But it's got some good ratios, and so it's endlessly adaptable. So that that's definitely a really good one. I don't know what else has a recipe on the back of the box. What else are we talking? Like, um, well, even if it was like something from like the King Arthur Flower Cookbook that had King Arthur Flower, you know what I'm saying? Like a branded recipe. You know, there's always something really good on the back of a cracker box. Like a Ritz cracker box mm-hmm. will usually have something hilarious. You know, yeah. like a like cod with Ritz cracker crumble. Right, and then make a funny face with like easy cheese and olives with pimentos on it. Yes, or the French's um, fried onions always has a good recipe. And that's not, French is not dirty. 
They probably Durkee both. Is the, is the both, green bean casserole, right? Yeah, they probably both have good recipes on the back, which again are you know meant to be adapted to be not so disgusting. Right. Right. Well, step one is step. change something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think, yeah. Yeah. Now, like Betty Crocker, I feel like that's, I guess they're not really a product, though. Like, there's always recipes that I always think of, like, from the 50s yeah. and 60s that, like, still, they're like, oh, the best biscuit is still the one that's on the recipe in the back of the King Hour flour or King oh, Arthur flour. Oh, like the white or, lily flour yeah. probably has yeah. a really good biscuit recipe yeah. on the back. So we don't know in a definitive top five, but you know where I was going with this. Yeah, I wish I did. That would be really fun. I think I don't use recipes on the back of no, things a it's lot. it's something that your mom uses <clears throat> and your grandma definitely used. Definitely used. Yeah. 100%. And it was like eating it as a child, you're like, yeah. this is insanely delicious. Definitely a baked uh, can of beans would have a good recipe on the back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although some kind of like, oh, yeah, all you have to do is add maple syrup and bacon and onions. So it'll be better. <laughs> it's very simple. That's oh, that great. sounds really good. Yeah. Doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'll make dinner later. Bean Don't dip. worry. That's a good snack. Bean dip is a good snack. Yeah. It's not my favorite dip. Not my I favorite like, dip, uh, but I, do. I like the creamy, uh, like you said, the salt, sour cream based dips yeah. are the best. Yeah. And honestly, I think I, I, I like vegetables crudo or crudite excuse yeah. me not crudo crudite you like to use crudo. i like to use crudo. i love a good spread of crudo for my my party dip <laughs> i like uh halibut um you know hamachi yeah uh, hotate yep. uh, yeah basically whatever although i think they actually raw scallops be delicious with party dip oh totally <sighs> please. So every episode I wanted to have a recurring thing because that's what podcasts are supposed to have. Uh -huh, yeah. Where they're like, oh, now we do our top five. Um, but mine ended up being inevitably it was very a natural progression. Every one of my podcasts, and this is the only one that we haven't yet, uh, McDonald's has come in conversation in oh, every single episode. Gotcha. So I decided that in each we should talk about McDonald's. And okay. I thought that uh, because everybody has a unique relationship to McDonald's. Yeah. And now you grew up on an island. Yeah. And there's no McDonald's on no, Martha's Vineyard. There's not. Um, I was going to say as far as snack food, Oof, uh, yeah. and one is discontinued. They used to have the, the, the cold apple Danish at McDonald's. used to be oh. one of my favorite things to eat. Uh, is, and I also, I, I like the McFlurry. It's like a weird like ice milk. It's not even ice cream. Yeah. It's like ice milk. Yeah. Which is something that normally only old people are supposed to like. But I, I think it's delicious because <laughs> they load it up with Oreo cookies. Now, what is your relationship with McDonald's like growing up? Well, when I was a kid, it, it sounds was... like you probably weren't let go there a lot because they didn't only have snack food. We, well, we definitely didn't go just because we lived on an island and there was no fast food. But when we traveled... Off island, as we like to call it. Um, <laughs> That's off the island off for lay people. Island. Yeah, for those of you who grew up on the mainland. <laughs> yeah. um, Landlubbers yep. for lay yeah. non-pirates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I grew up in a family of pirates. And when we left the island to go visit um, grandparents and such, I knew we were going to stop at McDonald's every time or Burger King or whatever. Wendy's was a, a big one. My yeah. mom thought Wendy's was healthier for some weird reason. I, and I actually kind of agree. Um, something about Wendy's does feel healthier. Yeah. Is it because you can get a baked potato? <laughs> no, it's because you get to dip your french fries in a chocolate milkshake. <laughs> man, oh, <laughs> man. But yeah. for me, my McDonald's fave is a hash brown. 100% yes. hands down. And that down. goes right back to Arlen and I in the first episode of this podcast, oh. which was breakfast was the, the, the topic. Yep. And we're basically like, you know. 90% of the diners in this country cannot recreate the pleasure 
of a McDonald's hash brown. That thing is perfect. It is. I actually like to use that. I get the frozen ones from the grocery store, and I like to to fry them in butter and put caviar and cream fresh on them. Oh my god, that yeah. sounds good. It's delightful. But yeah, the McDonald's the hash, hash brown at is... Marcy's occasionally come close to being enjoyable. And that's up has the same yeah. jam going. But yeah, I think that there are certain things that McDonald's does perfectly i don't know why it became like a regular thing i think a lot of the other topics have been more conducive to it but i still think that mcdonald's is it plays a part in every person's childhood who's grown up in this country in some oh, yeah, way definitely you know like i'm not sitting here mcdonald's does not sponsor their show though <laughs> 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 they're welcome too but, um, <laughs> i do feel like it's some spare cash i do really like that movie the founder it was delightful uh, I'm a big Michael it. Keaton fan. Oh, I great. love Michael Keaton. Yeah, then you should watch The Founder. Yet. It's great. Yeah, actually, he's great. And it's uh, it's Ron Swanson's in it. Oh, uh, as well. um, what's his name? Yeah, uh, what is that guy's name? Uh, Nick Poor Offerman. Guy. Nick Offerman. Yes, yeah. Everyone knows him as Ron. <laughs> well, it's like George Costanza. Jason yeah, 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 yeah like, totally. You know, but there are worse <laughs> roles to be kind of pigeonholed into. But anyway, <laughs> wanted to touch on McDonald's for a second, but I guess. It was it was a very exciting time for me when we pulled into a McDonald's. I mean, it was right. thrilling as a child. I mean, it wasn't like a bag full of ho-hos and ding-dongs, but I mean, it was like. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it was I fun mean, and like, you know, eating in the car. I don't know. It was yeah. like it was it was like we were already on vacation and we were only at like the first rest stop, you know. Right. And it's, it's just always is the thing is, it's not satisfying. Yeah. Because the minute you finish it. You want you more? Like, uh, anymore. It's like yeah. it's like certain drugs that we've tried since. <laughs> um, you know what's really fun is to go through and really uh, cherry pick it, uh, a big bowl of Chex Mix uh, and really just pillage oh. it. I like to just take, I take just the Chex out. I like the Chex. Like checks. you like to eat the Chex? Yes. Oh, I see. You don't take them out, set them aside and no, eat the No, I don't. I don't take them out and put it on the table next to it. No, I, I like the checks with whatever. You I take them made. out, you count them, <laughs> you make a mosaic. I make them, I come home and I use my wine corks and my checks and I make my usual art. <laughs> but, you know, I stopped doing that now. But it's like, I don't know what, I've never made checks mix before. I've never made Rice Krispie Treats either. Ah, check, homemade checks mix So is, what, is the, what is the seasoning? That's, is, there a, is there like a certain thing? Well, you, the secret is Worcestershire sauce. Oh, 100%. that makes sense now. Um, or if you're me, a little fish sauce. It's really well, good. Right, because the same, yeah. same deal. Worcestershire has some as fish in yep. it also. Yeah. Yeah. So why wouldn't you use a red boat fish sauce? Is yeah. my personal favorite. Really good one. Um, but yeah. So Chex Mix, like I, I so like, good. I don't think it needs the mix. I think it could just be Chex with this, that stuff on it. Like, and I like, I do need all of them. I need the wheat Chex, the rice Chex, yep, and the corn you gotta Chex. have all of them. Maybe some Crispix if you want to get crazy. I am. I need the other thing. I love the weird little bagel chips. I love those. I've never had the, in a Chex Mix. Uh-huh. I've never had bagel chips. Really? In a Chex mix. No. Little bagel chips. No, it's usually it's it's pretzels, peanuts, Yep, pretzels, Chex. peanuts, Chex, and bagel chips. Well, bagel chips, my mother would put them in. I've also seen the cheese cudgels make their way in there. <laughs> but you put those in at the end, a la minute. You don't roast it with those. You do the cheese cudgels and pop yolks. <laughs> table side. <laughs> yeah. table side you release cudgels. the steam on the cheese cudgels <laughs> on pop yolk and place them on the Chex Mix. Oh, man. That sounds good. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to open soggy a table side snack yeah. restaurant. That's what I call my restaurant, the Soggy Cudgel. <laughs> I feel like that place exists. It's in Westbrook it or something. probably doesn't. Yeah. It's in Lowell. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Chex Mix is really good. Yeah. Especially when you make it kind of spicy. Absolutely. I really, and I really like the way that I would never eat a bowl of wheat Chex with milk. <laughs> like, because I'd be like, this is like, why am I doing this? But 
in Chex Mix, it's like kind of the star because it has the texture. It's yep. the crunchiest of all of it them. It is really crunchy. So it's really delicious. Uh, I love that. And Excellent I think that. Excellent snack. Mm, Excellent snack. Yeah, it's like Gorp. Uh, has yep. the same sort of evolution yep. of trail mix where it went from just raisins and peanuts to now you can find all kinds of stuff. All kinds of things. Uh, from any kind of, you know, any of the 10 varietals of M&Ms uh, that are currently available. Oh, there's so many now. There are, there are so many. They're bizarre. And you like, you eat them and I'm like, yeah, this coconut M&M tastes good, but it's not an M&M. No, get out of here. I don't need a coconut M&M. It tasted pretty good, but it didn't taste like an M&M. I tried one. I do have to say the peanut butter one. I did. I did hammer a, a well because large you like peanut M and M's to begin with. Yeah, you know what's crazy is if you go to the M and M store in Times Square. Oh. Uh, I was there. Wow. To, I was there to see a, a show, and I guess I just followed this person I was with into this store, even though it, it went <laughs> against everything I stand for as a human being. Um, however, it was fucking crazy. Whoa! I bet it was wild. <laughs> it's insane. There's like. M&M's in every color of the rainbow you could ever imagine. And they're like in these crazy dispensers. Wow. I mean, it's mostly Japanese people in there. Do uh, they do crazy things? Like, is there like a single giant M&M you can buy? Y- yeah, I think I so. Or I think you can pretty much like talk to like a soothsayer and they'll make you a flavor based on your, <laughs> you know, your political There's preferences. A, someone's th- like throwing the bones, but they're, they're M&M's. Throwing they're throwing bones like, throwing and they're like, M&M's. this is your custom flavor yeah. of M&M's. <laughs> yeah, I'm, by the way, I'm no way endorsing <clears throat> the M&M store in Times Square. I am saying that going there was a friggin' spectacle. Um, we haven't talked about Doritos yet. And I think <gasps> I feel like Doritos are a, a pretty important part of American snacking culture. I could talk about Doritos all and day. And when did Cool Ranch become cooler? Like, what, what made it cooler? I don't know. Cool Ranch is not the Dorito that I go for. You know. See, to me, it's the only Dorito. Ah, I've met, a, I've met girl? your kind. I've met your you kind. You have. You've met my. I'm a Pisces, yes. and I only like Cool Ranch Doritos. Yes, I've met you before. Yep. Um. So I never had a Dorito. This is gonna sound dumb, but it's true. I never had a Dorito until I was like, I don't know, like 28 or 29 That's or something. Fucking crazy. I I just didn't eat them. I I went for other stuff. I I mean, I'm not saying I 100 percent never had one. Maybe I had one. Well, like, that was 11 years ago. Party, so by the but, time you had a Dorito, they'd already transitioned into cooler ranch right exactly so you might have liked cool better yeah but i went to i moved to new york city and for a little while i was living in soho in a dear friend's really fancy apartment and i was living there for free it was super great it was a really nice way to move to new york city and at one point his younger cousin had just graduated from college and and was also going to stay at the apartment for a few weeks while he was kind of like looking for a, a place. Okay. So it was this really funny little time in my life where I was living in this fancy apartment with this crazy, like recent college grad um, who was smoking a lot of weed and eating a lot of snacks and he would bring Doritos to the apartment. And I was like, Oh, right. These are a thing. Like people eat them. And I started eating them. You bring Doritos to your house? Yeah. I mean, so I was living with this like super young, like college grad. Yeah. And, you know, he was just smoking a lot of weed and eating a lot of Doritos. Okay. And so I, you know, I dip my hand in the bag. I eat the Dorito and I just, it was just like, you know, the world turned from like black and white to full color or whatever. It was like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. It was like, they, it was so good. I can't believe I hadn't been eating them the whole time. And this is the nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't believe how good they were. And I just 
I became obsessed. I mean, I went through like a phase. You had a Doritos phase and we haven't discussed yes. until now. Yeah. I had a straight Doritos phase. I couldn't stop. I was buying like a bag every day and a half. I was dipping them. Tell me you've done this. I dipped them in sour cream. I mean, I've dipped Doritos in dip. I don't, I've never really thought. A about nacho it. cheese Dorito dipped in yeah. sour cream is just the most perfect snack. I mean, you're talking to somebody who's had a, a 12 inch Subway seafood and crab and put Cool Ranch Doritos on that sandwich. Oh and my it. God. You can get seafood at Subway. You can. I love, I love the like processed seafood salad with like <gasps> fake crab and stuff in it. Wow. And people are like, oh, that's weird to get it at Subway. I'm like, no, it's the same as getting tuna salad. Yeah, it's the same as tuna. It's the same as tuna salad. Yeah. It's just fake crab or whatever. Yeah. And I like fake crab more than I like tuna in a, in a can. Oh, I love it. And tuna. yeah, you get that and you put the, uh, the Cool Ranch Doritos on it. Oh, I that love chips on a sandwich. Move. Oh my God. Chips on a sandwich. Chips on a sandwich are pretty, uh, this is a pretty smart thing. That's yeah, it's good. the way to go. Yeah. So you became obsessed with Doritos and now you're, but you, but what so, happened when you tried Cool Ranch for the first time? I just, it wasn't my thing. It wasn't your jam. Yeah, I'm not a, it's not. They do taste kind of like bile. Uh, what is the Cool Ranch way. flavor? Why is it so cool? Well, it's like ranch, but it's like really cool though. It's just you know? cool. It's cooling. It's, it's not like, as spicy. I don't really, I'm not. Uh, I'm way too self-conscious to approach them and ask them what makes them so cool. <laughs> I don't know. You just have to side-eye them at the party until they ask you to come over. Yeah, I have to keep telling them no. Yeah. And then eventually <laughs> I'll let them in and yeah. I'll make Cool Ranch Doritos hate themselves. Mm. I'll make them hate themselves. I'm just forever a nacho cheese girl. I mean, my phase did... I can tell. It, my phase did die down. I, I, in fact, I don't think I've had a nacho cheese Dorito. And have you had the one at Taco Bell where they do the Doritos as the taco shells? No, I have not. I haven't either. I don't like Taco Bell. I'm kind of weird in that way. I, I think Taco Bell's disgusting. It is very disgusting. It makes me feel like hell. It's anytime. so gross. Yeah, it's not. And things that make you feel like hell should be like McDonald's. Like they should be delicious every time. Yeah. And Taco Bell is literally the grossest, stupidest chain up there with KFC in my mind. That's why they're always, <laughs> they're always grouped together. And just this temple of, I hate myself. Yeah, you know, They might as well bad. put a Cinnabon in there too. That would be a good I bet they have. third wheel uh, for I bet those two. Has. Yeah. No, they suck. Um, I hate Taco Bell. And I think that now, is there any, Am I missing anything? Like, I mean, is there any snack foods that I, I've uh, I've just got right over here or what? Wow. I mean, there's a lot of snacks that I would eat when I was younger or that I eat now that aren't necessarily snack foods that you can buy. Okay. But like what? Well, when I was- They are from those aisles. No. I guess if we're talking the grocery store snack foods, we've definitely covered a lot of I them. I feel like we've covered a lot oh, of Oh, you know what we haven't covered? Holy what? shit. Rice cakes. Oh man, rice cakes the Quaker. I mean, Quakers. You know. They're they're what the hell? They are so good. They were good, and they were like, as a fat kid, they were a good way to make me feel like I was doing something healthy. Yeah, for well, I'm as gonna a, have these apple as cinnamon a, as a rice fat cakes. Adult, there's something that makes me feel yeah. like I put cream cheese on yeah. them, but they're rice cakes, so it's Dude, fine. I was just gonna say that's what I do. I put cream cheese and kimchi on a rice cake. Oh, I have not done kimchi on. A Holy rice cake. shit! That's, I mean, I do love um, all of the uh, Asian rice. Cracker. Yes, like any rice oh, the shrimp. snacks or, so, oh, or shrimp chips. Yes, I Forget have a bag it. of shrimp chips in my shrimp chips right are now. one of my most favorite snacks. Yeah, yeah, shrimp chips are delicious. And actually, yeah. I will feed you some after this. Podcast Thank you. You'll like, feed them to me. I will feed them to you, and Thank they actually you. have a nice scoopy shape to them as well. Yeah, they do, and they have um, that great texture. That kind of like, well, it's the it's it's like uh, funyuns. Yeah, they're like Asian funyuns extruded. Extr <laughs> 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 so extruded. Um, 
So I think that uh, I, I'm pretty comfortable with our with our coverage of the world of snacks. Are you pretty happy with that? I'm really I'm really happy with it. I yeah. feel like um, I feel like you know bonus material could be the sounds of us eating snacks. Deleted you know, scenes. like some kind of like Stand, ASMR please. thing. Can you cue the deleted scenes, um, yeah. Stefan? Also. Yeah, just yep. apply all those filters. That's great. Yeah, oh, like for it. the diehard fans who want to hear for us. For the people who buy the Criterion Collection yeah. DVD <laughs> filming of this episode, we'll have so many deleted scenes about us just laughing yeah, just and laughing just having and a time. Uh, you know what I'd like to do right now? That We should go eat some um, savory, non-snacky food that's hot, don't you think? Yeah, that sounds all good right. to me. I think that episode six of the Fukuma podcast is coming to a close. I want to thank Brianna Holtz, co-owner and head baker at Tandem Bakery in Portland, Maine for coming. I love you and thank you for being here. I love also, you and thank you. Well, also, of course, thanks to our sponsors, Termaline Spring Water, uh, Living Nuts, and that's with a Z, uh, Amethyst Elixir Company, CBD Drops, uh, Sunita clogs because you got to get clogging, got to get your cloggersons going. Clog it up. And the main food for thought tours. Uh, if you want to get to know Portland in a very non touristy way, uh, I can highly recommend getting on that now. And remember, uh, with both Sunita and main food for thought tours, uh, you can use the code, the promo code FOODCOMA, F O O D C O M A, and garner yourself some savings because you know how much we are frugal and love savings around here. Uh, until next time, I'm Joe Riccio and the Fukuma Podcast. See you soon.